0: Hi, welcome to the Advisors Podcast, where we talk about how to get more clients, increase commissions, have longevity in the advisory business, as well as the lessons and journey that I myself have learned along the way in helping you become wealthy, purposeful and happy. Over the last few years, I've been on like one to one calls with advisors, more than 450 plus calls. And every time I go on a call, they always say I lack appointments. There's not enough leads. The leads I get are not qualified, whatever that qualified means, right? When they came in our program and everything else, we started to realize that, hey, leads are not really the main issue. It's not that it is not an issue, but it's usually more often than not, not the main one in their business. In this video, I'm going to show you and explain to you why leads might not really be the main issue in your business so that you know what's the main problem in your business and which problem that you should solve so that. Such that it brings your business forward, because at the end of the day, if we solve the wrong problems, we are not going to get the right result. First of all, remember if you look at leads, leads are defined as anyone that have given you and I permission to talk to them. Okay, so it could be email, it could be maybe you know you go for digital marketers and then they put the prospects in their email name, contact, whatever it is, right? So in some sense, those are the people that have given you permission to speak to them, right? So the other way of looking at people that has given you permission, right, are the lowest hanging fruit. Actually, if you look at things like your WhatsApp, people that have given you their contacts, right? Like WhatsApp, Telegram, or maybe your primary school friends or secondary school friends in the past, your ex-colleagues, right? People that have that are friends with you on Facebook, right? Those are people that have given you consent because when they're friends with you, you can also messenger them or comment on their posts and communicate with them, right? Next one, of course, is like if Instagram. I don't know if you can see this. Instagram. I did my best with the drawing, but Instagram, right? People that you follow, people that follow you, etc. LinkedIn is another one. Then of course your phone contact list and stuff, right? So if you actually look at what you have right now, currently, you realise that you actually have quite a bit of leads, right? Now, granted, some leads are, if we look at the definition of leads like this, then obviously there are some leads that are closer to you, right? like your family, your friends, your siblings, your partners. Um, There are some that's a little bit further. People that are your semi warm kind of like market in that sense. People that you haven't met in the last few years, ex -ex -ex colleagues, ex primary schoolmates or ex-taekwondo club, whatever it is, right? People you haven't spoken to in a while. But nonetheless, those are still leads. So if you just look at this, right, there's usually most of the time just based on this, you don't really have an issue with leads. And I bet maybe one of the things that you're thinking of right now is like, okay, I get it. But like these leads are not quality because it's hard to meet them. They don't want to meet me. Ah, When you say that, you don't actually have a leads issue. You have a nurturing issue, right? Because your real problem that you have, if you're talking about people not meeting you or they don't want to meet you is You have a problem of nurturing them, right, of getting them to show up. Okay, so now that is one problem that you have, right? It's not that you don't have the permission to talk to them, but you have no idea how to get them to show up. Maybe you have no idea how to message them, maybe you have no idea how to approach them in a way that makes them want to more or rather makes them want to be more inclined to speak to you or want to meet you, right? So kind of like getting them to show up is the issue that you are facing. So obviously you can see there's two different stages, right? So there's um, A and B here. Of course, whether it goes to catch up or appointment really depends on where your market or how's your approach, right? Some people, when they do warm market, they go with the warm approach in terms of like catching up first, really showing genuine interest, et etc. et cetera then before proceeding to a specific kind of like insurance agenda kind of like appointment, right? That is the first one. Of course some people can straight away, like as you can see, from the leads, they can talk to them and then, you know, straight away move on to a Zoom insurance appointment. This could be maybe sometimes uh, when you when you go for home market, for example right, when you're just a direct approach. And maybe if, let's say, you first started in Nashville, there's always the usual project 100, right? Where you're like, hey, you know, uh, I just joined Prudential, I just joined AIA, yada, yada. You know, will you give me a chance to do policy review, etc. Right. So that's how like it is. You know, it either leads to a catch up or an appointment. Okay. Now, obviously, if you use any of these approaches, you'll find that you have some difficulties in getting them to meet up with you, right? So Your main problem is then getting them to show up, okay? So that is like literally your main problem, okay? Let me just put this label number one. So can you see, right, that it is not a leads issue that you have, just literally in the first few minutes of this. I mean, hopefully you can see that it is a nurturing issue, right? It's a let me just put it here, nurturing issue, right? It's like you just have difficulty to get them to show up and get them to meet you, okay? So now that is the real issue we have, not leads, right? Because why I say this? Because like, can you imagine that your real issue is to nurture them to get them to talk to you or to show up with you over catch up or dinner or whatever it is? But if you keep thinking that it's a leads issue, what will you do? You probably buy a thousand different leads. You probably buy another five thousand leads, and then you realize that it's still not working. Why? Because it is not a leads issue. It is a nurturing issue. So that's number one. So next thing, huh? if let's say you know if you look at leads to catch up, right? So let's say you manage to meet a warm prospect and then like a friend of yours and manage up for lunch, breakfast, whatever it is. Then your next challenge here is, will that catch up lead to insurance specific appointment? Will you be able to create interest during that 60 minutes lunch or dinner such that they want to show up and say that, hey, you know what, Ben? Um, Yeah, I'm interested to find out more, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's, Let's schedule a time next week. Like, Are you able to do that? Because if you only stop at a catch up and you don't know how to create a conversation such that it goes on to the specific uh, insurance appointment from A to B over here, then what's going to happen is that you're going to get stuck again. Right? You're going to get stuck. So that is a problem because maybe you can meet people to do catch up. You're good at the A uh, stage A, but you're bad at getting from stage A to stage B. So that could be another issue over here. Right? Let me just put setting insurance appointment setting insurance appointment so that could be another issue that you might have right it really depends right but I'm just saying this could be one issue now next thing if you look at B to C now let's say you have an insurance appointment and you are doing a concept presentation blah 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 and things like that right the next question then is like or rather before that huh? like do you even know what to do in B what kind of concepts how good your concepts are do you know how to ask the right questions? Right. Are you able to, to put your prospect in a, a buying state? Are you able to give your prospect a light bulb moment? Like, oh, I get it. That kind of moment. Are you able to do that? Do you have a good concept brandation? Do you, do you know what questions to ask without sounding like pushy and, and all that stuff? Right? Do you know what questions are asked to fact find properly? Can you uh, find out what's the real problem and press on a pin? How do you check for their desire right? to even want to buy or even show interest in buying in the first place? Right? Do you know how to do all these things? Right? Because if you don't, then the problem is there's no way that you will get to from B to C, right? Because if you do your concept presentation or worse, if you don't even do any concept presentation, you just do a product presentation, the chances of going to stage C is still possible because there are some people that are damn good at product um, selling and everything else, it's still possible to go to C, but chances are it's going to be relatively lower, right? relatively lower. So then the question is like, okay, cool. Maybe now you have a problem with what? You have a problem with the sales portion, right? Maybe you have a problem with okay, you're not sure what concept to do, you're not sure what question to ask, yada yada. Then in C, at stage C, let's say you go on to stage C, right? Let's say the person shows up for your second appointment with you, and they go, you know, they, they want to hear your product summary, they want to know what is the product about, they are interested to buy, etc. etc. Right? Then you need to ask yourself, is there a chance? I mean, you need to ask yourself, right? Do you know what to do in the appointment, right? Because if you don't, maybe you have a problem with. Objection handling, right? Maybe they give you objection, and you have no idea how to handle. And there goes. Maybe you're not smooth your closing. Maybe you make it awkward. Maybe you're just not too comfortable in asking for the close. They don't buy, and that's it. That's another problem there, right? When you look at stage C, right? When you're in the the closing appointment, you have no idea how to close. You have no idea how to go through, etc., etc., right? So that's another problem. Now, let's assume then, right? You get a client, and now this person becomes your client. It's going to be a long-term relationship, whatever it is, right? The next question here is that do you know how to retain the client on numbers? You can have 250 clients on your CRM, on your Prudential platform or, or Great Distance platform. Or you can have 250, but the number doesn't make much of a difference because the real question we want to ask is how many of these clients, if you would ask all the 250 clients, how many of them sees you as their advisor? How many of them sees you as the advisor? And how many of you sees you as the advisor that they'll go to? regardless of any events, circumstances, you know, even if someone tried to push that, how many of them will actually reach out to you? Right? So, because if you can have 250 clients on paper, but then you only have 50 real quality people that will really stick with you, then you don't have much too much of a clientele to actually um, cross sell, upsell or get passive referrals or ask referrals from, right? Because it's kind of like you have a bucket Of water, and then what is gonna happen is that you have a big hole leaking, right? All your clients are leaking out, all your clients are leaving you, right? And what you have to do is that end up, you have to keep finding new clients, which is a never ending cycle, right? So if you can make the hole smaller and you can retain more of these clients, this gives you more opportunity to upsell, cross sell, and everything else. That being said, start asking yourself, right? Like, do you know how to retain and resell? Do you know how to cross sell, right? You can upsell, cross sell, you can get referrals. Do you know how to do that, right? Because if you do not know how to do that, like, if you have 50 clients or 100 and you have no idea how to upsell, cross sell, build relationship, service them well, uh, get passive and active referrals from there, guess what happens? You will go back to the vicious cycle of I need to go back to the lease, get a catch up, and everything else again, right? So, if you zoom out, uh, right, this is literally like an entire process, right? This is literally like an entire process from nurturing all the way until uh, they become a client, and then you need to know how to retain vsell. Right, because you think about like I mentioned, right? If you do not know how to retain or resell your clients, then you are leaving money on the table and therefore you have to compensate for that by finding new prospects. That makes sense? Right? So ask yourself like do you know how to do that? Do you know how to have a an amazing client experience? Right? Do you know how to deliver value? Do you even know like what's the what is defined as value? Because value is subjective, right? So these are the questions. Right. These are the questions and potential problems. Right. You know, maybe not sure how to service, not sure how to cross sell, upsell. Right. So I just put a question mark here. Right. Right. So if you start to realize uh, in the entire sales process, in your entire business from beginning, right, all from the leads portion, the catch up, the insurance appointment, the closing appointment, the retained reselling, servicing of clients kind of uh, phase. Right. If you look at the beginning all the way until the end, you start to realize that Hmm, there's actually a lot of problems, right? Because if you look at what we talk about, leads to catch up. Do you know how to do it? Do you know how to nurture them? Do you know what how to say and what to say to get them to show up? Right. After a catch up, do you know how to set an insurance appointment with them without being pushy? Do you know what concepts, how to ask, how to frame, how to build rapport, set agenda, how to fact find problem, pain, desire, solution. Like, do you know all of these things? Do you know how to do objection handling, how to close? And once they become a client, do you know how to onboard them as a client? Do you know how to service them? Do you know have to make sure that they're happy and they always want to refer more people because every single problem that you have here that if it's not solved, it prevents you from getting your production. Because if you ask me what I really believe is that I don't think we really want more leads, more leads, more leads. What we want is at the end of the day, more production. And there are so many different ways to get production. You could obviously, number one, increase the number of leads. Or number two, increase your skill set and the chances of then showing up with you over a catch up or insurance appointment. Or you can increase your closing skills or you can improve the way you do your concept brandation such that they want to meet you again. Or you can improve right literally the way you serve your clients and how you can cross upsell them as well and build a long-term relationship such that they want to refer to you passively, right? And if you solve all of these problems and you improve on these skill sets, your production is going to increase anyway. So all these are problems. Therefore, the big thing here is you want to ask yourself, where is the problem in your sales process? Where is the problem? When I say sales process, I mean this entire thing here, right? Like this entire thing here, like where is the bottleneck? Sure, there's probably a ton of things that are not the best ad. There's something some things you work on, but where is the bottleneck? And, and the bottleneck simply means that if you solve this problem, you're going to get the highest output. You're going to get a breakthrough for that, right? Like I mentioned, right, if you have no idea how to convert, let's say your sales, your sales closing ratio is 10%, right? Let's say I put it here. Let's do the math. Okay, so let's say you, you have 100 people or 100 leads or okay. Let's say you meet 100 people, right? 100 appointments, but your closing ratio is only 10%. So how many do you think you're able to close? Obviously is ten, right? So you can only close ten. But if you have 300 at the same 10% closing ratio, what's going to happen? You're going to close 30, right? So obviously you can say that it's a numbers game. The more you close, uh, the more people you meet, the more you can close, right? But consider this second scenario. You have the same 100 people that meet, but instead of 10% closing ratio, you make it to twenty percent, and what happens? You close twenty. Now instead of tr- so that same three hundred people instead of ten percent, right? You times twenty percent, become sixty, right? So my point here is this: you can either, if you just look at this, the one I highlighted in green, okay, you can either increase the number of appointments that you meet, or you can increase the closing ratio from ten percent to twenty percent. Which one do you think is more difficult? Increasing your closing ratio from 10 to 20%, which is, by the way, a 100% increment, uh, which is your 2x, your closing, uh, right? Or you want to increase the number of opponents from 100 to, I know, 200, for example, right? 200, right? Then you get the same 20, right? Yeah. Which one do you think is easier? Meeting another, finding another 100 people to meet, or just improving on your sales skill sets from 10% to 20%? Because either way, both will get you the same results of 20 closings at the end of the day, right? The only question is really like, what do you want to do? Do you want to meet 100 people? Is that really easy or more difficult as compared to improving on your sales skill set and increasing from 10% to 20%? My point here is that, like I mentioned, I don't think we always want to have more leads, more leads, more leads because most of the time we start to see the equation of increasing the number over here, right? More leads, more appointments, more leads, more appointments, more leads, more appointments, right? Equal to more production. But increase your closing ratio also equals to more production. Increase the number of times you cross that upsell to your client also means more production, knowing how to ask for referrals and ask it in a very effective way or also increase production because you get more clients, right? You get more appointments and therefore you get more clients doing your job well, servicing your clients, allowing them to passively refer you, also getting more appointments and therefore more clients. So there's more than one way to achieve the things that we want. It's not just about increasing the number of appointments, right? So if you look at it as a whole, First of all, there's two things that you want to do, right? The first one is really identifying, like in this entire sales process of yours, regardless whether you're doing all kinds of prospecting method, no matter how you do your one appointment, two appointment, three appointment, four appointment close, it's going to follow this same structure because this is how um, the business works, especially in advisory business, right? So then you ask yourself, number one, identify where where are you the weakest at? Like which is the weakest stage of your business? Like where is the bottleneck, right? Because that's where when you solve it, it gives you the highest ROI and output. Then let's so first identify rank ranking order if you want to weakest right one two three or five and then number two fix it right learn the skill sets practice role play whatever it is right to improve that then that will give you the highest output based on the efforts that you put in that makes sense so this is kind of like um the whole entire explanation of like why leads are not a main issue in your business you most of the time and again i'm saying it's not that leads are not an issue because there are some people that do really have a lease issue because of small network and everything else. But that being said, right, it's not necessarily always the main issue. So the reason why I want to talk about this, and I'm so passionate about this, right? is because like I mentioned, if you're solving the wrong problem and you keep thinking it's a lease issue, then you're always solving, trying to solve the wrong problem, right? Which is you're trying to add more leads, add more leads, add more leads, and you start to realize that, okay, I have to meet a thousand people now, but I only earn 10k a month, right? But I need to meet a thousand people in a month. And that's pretty painful. You know, and kind of like the effort they're putting in is totally wrong. And you know, I, f- I feel like there's a lot more other ways that you can kind of like earn your money and production and things like that. I just think like if you look at it as a whole, most people would. The reason why we blame it on leads, even myself back then when I first started as advisor, right? The reason why I blame it on leads issue and not enough appointments and all this stuff, right? It's because these are external problems, right? It's easier to blame that, hey, we don't have a huge network versus looking deep in ourselves and asking, are we actually that good at our closing? Are we actually that good at asking for referrals? Are we actually that good in servicing our clients? Are we actually that good in getting referrals, right? So the leads problem is like an external thing, right? But if you look at all the the other rest of the ABCD kind of like stages, right, you start to realize that these are more internal on us, right? And the problem is that we just don't like to talk, we just don't like to look into ourselves and realize that we have certain deficits in certain areas of our business, things like that. right? But hopefully when you're watching this video, you kind of get it on all these things, right? So I mean, nobody wants to admit they're not good at at all these skills and everything else, right? But the very moment we kind of like let our ego down, accept and realize our deficiencies and shift our attention to the real key problem that we are facing in a business, right? Then that's where the real magic happens. Okay, so again, I um, reminder, I always tell myself, including myself, uh, as, as well as clients, right, is at the end of the day, we can really only move forward in large steps by solving the right problem that's holding us back in our business. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was useful to you. And here's two other ways that I can help you grow your advisory business for free. Number one, go to Instagram and search Ben to the right. And number two, go to YouTube and search Ben to the right. And remember to leave a five star review on this podcast so that we can get more access to more people and redirect those lessons back over here to you.